God is so good. Amen. Um, I want to talk about this. I want, I want to speak about thinking like heaven. I want to read from Romans 12, 1 and 3, and the Bible says, Stop imitating the idols and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a life, as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. In the NIV, it says this, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So, Father, I thank you for your presence this morning. And Holy Spirit, I welcome you here today, and I pray that, God, you speak to us today. Speak to us this morning, God. Father, I step aside yes. and say that God, Holy Spirit, you come and minister to us this morning, God. Lord, I step away from my flesh and say, Holy Spirit, this is about you this morning. This is about you this morning. We give you honor. We give you glory. We thank you for new revelation. We thank you for impartation. We thank you for miracles. We thank you for breakthroughs in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 I also want to read from uh, 2 Samuel chapter number 5, and studying uh, verse 17. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, they went up in full force in search for him. But David heard about it, went down to the stronghold. Now the Philistines had come and spread out in the valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you deliver me into his hands? The Lord answered, Go, I will surely deliver the Philistines into your hands. So David went to Balpazem, and there he defeated them. He said, As waters break out, the Lord has broken out against my enemies before me. So that place was called Balpazem. The Philistines abandoned their, their idols there, and David and his men carried them off. And once more, the Philistines came up and spread in the valley of Rephaim. So David again inquired of the Lord, and he answered, Do not go straight up, but circle around them and, and attack them in front of the poplar trees. As soon as you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the poplar trees, move quickly, because that will mean that the Lord has gone out in front of you. To strike the Philistines' army. So David did as the Lord had commanded him, and he struck down the Philistines all the way from Gibeon to Gaza. I want to stay, start by saying this morning that uh, Jesus is the answer to every problem that mankind will ever face. Jesus is the answer to every problem that I will ever face. Jesus is the answer to every problem that you will ever face. Jesus is the answer to every problem mankind 
around the entire globe will ever face. Jesus is the answer. So the Bible says this. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind, of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good and pleasing and perfect will. It's important to understand that Paul is, uh, uh, um, what, what Paul is trying to say to us this morning is really important to understand the context in which he's talking. Paul is addressing people who are Christians. He is not addressing people who don't know God, but he is addressing believers and, and he's saying, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What is he saying? This is what I believe he's saying. That where your mind goes, your life follows. Where your mind goes, your life must follow. Be not transformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God always, he always leads us from glory to glory. God always leads us from breakthrough to breakthrough. God always leads us from wealth, from, from poverty to, to wealth. He leads us from faithfulness to new levels of fruitfulness. God always leads us from the pit to the promised land. God always leads us from the ashes. He leads us from the valley to the mountaintop. That is the God that we serve. That is the God that we serve. And heaven's blessings is that God leads you and God leads me from favor to favor. From breakthrough to breakthrough. But he leads you and he leads me head fast. Because if you can get it here, then you win the battle. He leads us head fast because if you're led by your choices, then you're, not, then you're led by your emotions. The choices we make determine where you go in life. Our emotions don't determine uh, don't determine where you go in life. The choices we make determine where you go in life. So it doesn't matter what kinds of obstacles you're facing today. It doesn't matter what kind of challenges you feel today. It doesn't matter how trapped you feel. And it doesn't matter how boxed in you feel. And it doesn't matter how defeated you feel this morning. If you can manage to get your head out of it, God will lead you. God will lead you. God will lead you. Be not transformed. Be not conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed every day, every moment, by the renewing of your mind. That is where your victory is. That is where your breakthrough is. 
That is how you go from glory to glory to glory. That is what it means to call heaven with heaven. Is that we're not, trans- we're not conformed to the patterns of this world. But we are transformed every day by the renewing of our mind. It's interesting that Paul is not talking to believers. He's equipping the saints. He is talking to a people who have already experienced conversion. He's talking to a people who already understand the grace of God. He's talking to a people who understand the, the cost of Calvary. And he's talking to a people who have confessed with their mouth and they have believed in their heart that Jesus Christ is the answer. He's talking to a people who know that Jesus is the answer for every problem that mankind will ever face. He's talking to a people who know that Jesus is a way maker. That he can move every mountain. That Jesus is the author and he is the finisher of our faith. That Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's talking to a people who already understand this truth and yet he says, Don't conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't crown coronavirus. Put the crown on the king of kings. Don't crown the circumstance you find yourself yourself in. Choose to put the crown on the one who can deliver you. Don't crown how you are feeling today and what your situation is and your financial status and your employment status. Put the crown on the one who has the answer for every problem that man can ever face. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Here's the deal. (laughs) Just because he has redeemed you, it doesn't mean your mind is renewed. Because redemption gets you to heaven. But when you renew your mind, then you're able to release heaven on earth, here and now. Redemption gives you a good life. Mind renewal gives you purpose, and allows you to step and walk in your destiny. Be not, do not transform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Learning how to renew your mind every day, every moment, every hour is the key for all of us experiencing God's normal in our lives. It's an intentional moment by moment, day by day. We have to be intentional, every easy. We have to be intentional not to conform to the way the world thinks. Because it's easy to say, I feel discouraged today. It's easy to say, I'm depressed today. 
And it's really easy to say, I'm frustrated today. And it's easy to say, I'm stuck today. I've been doing the same job for years. There is no promotion. There is nothing going on for me. It's easy to go there. But here's the deal. Is there anything too hard for God? Is there anything too hard for God? Is there anything too hard for God? Here's what the Bible says, that the thief comes to steal and to kill and destroy. This is in John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief comes to steal and destroy, kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus came to give you life to the full. He, gave you, he came to give you life that is overflowing. Life that is full of favor and life that is full of passion. Life full of miracles and life full of potential. A life that's marked with greatness. You are born for such a time like this. You aren't born to just make it. You are born to win. You are born to conquer. You are born to invade the kingdom of darkness and take back the keys. You were born for such a time as this. And Jesus came and he gave you life to the fullest. And yet it's easy to say I'm depressed. That's not in the Bible. And yet it's easy to say I just, I'm just making it. You were never created to just make it. Before he formed you. Before you were made in your mother's womb, there was an anointing and an assignment on your life to win in everything that you do. There is nothing that you can go through. But Jesus is not the answer. You can be sad, you can be saved, and still be sad. You can be devoted to God and yet be depressed because God not only wants to change your heart, God also wants to change your head. God not only wants to change your, <laughs> your heart, God is interested in changing the way you think because God wants you to think like heaven, because God wants you to think like Jesus. Because let me tell you this, if we would learn to think like Jesus, everything in life and everything around us would be different. Yes. Don't be conformed to the patterns of this world. Allow God to transform you so you can look like Jesus, so you can think like Jesus, so you can talk like Jesus, so you can walk like Jesus, so you can believe like Jesus, so you can have faith like Jesus. Our head comes first as your mind, your will, and your choices, then our emotions. That means you get to decide how you feel. (coughs) 
you're really quiet. <clears throat> I need you to talk to me. <laughs> if you don't, I'll just end it. <laughs> so here it is. Uh, there's some things that we can do that really make it easy for us and allow us to be intentional in renewing our minds. One of those things is that we live with an open mind. You cannot walk through open doors with closed minds. You cannot. God can't teach you anything if you already know everything. And so sometimes we find ourselves dealing with the same issue day after day, moment after moment, year after year. We go and see Olga and we get our souls fixed and then two months later it's the same deal. And then we try Michael and Doreen and maybe it works for two weeks and then it's the same deal. We are stuck in a cycle. God was never, God is not a God of the cycles. God is a God of seasons. He wants to move you from season to season, from faith to faith, from victory to victory, from breakthrough to breakthrough. That is the kind of God that we serve. We must recognize that we are students of heaven. And that sometimes God uses a really messy community to bring about meaningful miracles in our lives. Yes. That's in the Bible too. The Bible is full of people trying to figure out how to do community and do it well. And they mess up a lot in the process. But God. But God. But God. But God. We must allow God, we must allow God, we must allow God to retrain us in areas where we assumed that we knew everything. We must allow God to teach us and change some of the ways that maybe we are, we are accustomed to so we can think more like Jesus. This is what Jesus meant when he said to a man named Nicodemus, you must be born again. Because when Nicodemus was born, when you and I were born, we learned how to crawl, and then we learned how to walk, we learned how to eat, we, learned, we, you know, we, we became young adults, we learned how to stay up till five in the morning, we learned how to do conflict, we learned how to communicate. Right? You guys can talk, right? Talk to me, somebody, right? We learned how to do all those things, but Jesus says to a man named Nicodemus, you must be born again. What was Jesus saying? He was saying that, uh, um, that when you get born again, you have the ability to choose. Now that you're born again, you have the ability to be able to inquire of the Lord before you move. Now that you're born again, you have the ability to choose 
right from wrong. Because every day, life and death is presented to us. Every day, heaven and hell is in front of you. Every day, you have choices to make. Now that you're born again, Jesus is saying to this man, I know you understood how to do conflict, but now that you're born again, let me show you how to do conflict my way. I know you understood how to walk, but now that you're born again, let me teach you how to walk my way. I know that you understood. I know that you understood, but now that you're born again, let me show you how to do this according to heaven's culture. Let me teach you how to communicate according to heaven's culture. And sometimes that means that you learn to be kind. And sometimes that means that you learn to listen. And sometimes that means you learn to lay aside your stuff and allow your brother, sister to advance. That's heaven's culture. We talk about it here every day. And we're doing so well for the most part. But I feel this morning that God wants to remind us to not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but to be intentional to live in the space and moment where we're being transformed every day by heaven's culture. And that's how you change your culture here. Amen? Amen. 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 God can only transform you if you have an open mind and are willing to learn. If you're willing to learn from the people, the community that God has put around you. If you're willing to learn from each other, that's how transformation comes. Real change happens around the, the kitchen table. You know that. You bring food around. You sit around. And people tell you stuff they've never told you before. Real change always happens in community. It doesn't happen alone. In your room alone. Rolling on your floor. Day in and day night. Until you go to heaven. You can choose to live that way if you want. But, but then you leave this world. And leave some things that you're supposed to change. Unchanged. You are created for such a time as this. God ordained you for this moment and this season. He knew that there would be a pandemic in this season. But he chose and ordained you to be alive in this season. Rise up. This is your finest hour. Don't be confused. Patterns of this world. Be transformed by the renewing your mind. Be transformed. By the renewing of a mind. Hallelujah. 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 Some doors that God wants to open to us. Some doors that God wants to open for us. They stay closed because our minds are not open. Some doors, some places that God has wanted to take us. Those doors have stayed closed because our minds are not open to receive and to hear what God is saying in this season, in this time, in this moment. Will you open up your mind to the Holy Spirit and allow Him to lead you every step and allow Him to direct your footprints? 
That's where it's at. That you align yourself with heaven. That you do what you hear the Father saying. And then you get to change your neighborhood. And then you get to change your culture. You were born to live an extraordinary life. Good enough was never part of the Bible. Good enough is not in the Bible. Just making it is not who we are. Just scraping by is not your destiny. It is not your purpose. It's not what you're called to. Because God, he can do exceedingly and he can do abundantly above. That is the God that we serve. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, 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 Jesus. In John 9, there's an interaction between Jesus and a blind man. The Bible says, John 9, 6 to 7, uh, after saying this, He, Jesus, spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and he put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Shalom, which means scent. So the man, the man went and washed, and he came back home seeing. Jesus looks at a man in need of a breakthrough. Jesus has conversation with a man who needs a miracle. Jesus has interaction with a man who needs divine intervention. This man was blind. He was physically blind. Sometimes, sometimes our blindness is not physical. But sometimes we have shut our eyes to what God is doing. But here's what's happening. This man is physically blind. Is it possible Is it possible to see but not be able to see? Is it possible to see but not be able to see? It's like our hearts don't see the options. if we don't see the choices and the options that are in front of us, then sometimes it's really difficult to see what God is saying. Because the eyes in your head give you sight. But the eyes in your heart, they give you purpose. They give you destiny. They give you favor. And that's why Proverbs 29 says, where there's no vision, where there is no vision, the people perish. So Jesus took the mud and spitted it, uh, and spitted it and put it on man's eyes. The, man, the man's eyes would have never been opened if this man had a closed mind. to the method that Jesus was going to use 
to give him his miracle. And sometimes I feel like in life, we go around and we're looking for something or somebody or someone that looks like us. But right in front of you, there is the answer. And that everything that you need to accomplish what heaven has called you to accomplish, that God has given it to you. And that there will be no excuses in heaven because when he made you, he made you perfect. And he made you, and, and, and he made you to complete your assignment. And he made you to be able to live in victory. He made you to be the one who's going to release heaven in your neighborhood. He made you to be the one who's going to re release the kingdom of God in your workplaces. But sometimes that God would use things or people that don't look exactly how you want them to look. You must have an open mind. Because God continually uses really messy community to bring about meaningful miracles in your life every day. We sing a song, I say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I'll trust you and obey you when your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart. I'll agree and my answer will be yes, Lord, yes. That is the posture that heaven is looking for. A yes for every situation that you'll ever face. That you're going to go to Jesus and say, God, I don't get it. But I know there is nothing that I can go through that you have not already provided an answer for. There's provision in the room today for your miracle. There's provision in the room today for your need. Jesus Christ, he paid the ultimate cost for your miracle for your deliverance. Can you receive that this morning? Jesus is the answer for every, every problem that man can live face. So I don't know where you are today. I don't even know what, what situation you're in today, but I need you to know that God is bigger than any, any obstacle. He is bigger than your situation. He is bigger than the need in your life today. He's bigger than the Jordan in front of you. He's bigger than any closed door. He's bigger than any mountain you'll ever fall. He's bigger. Our God is bigger than anything that is chance in front of you. God is bigger. He is bigger. He is bigger. He is bigger. And he has given you everything that you need today to walk in victory. Everything you need today to walk out of this house with your miracle in your heart, in your hand, in your body, in your strength. God has given that to you. There is provision today before God to release you and to give you a breakthrough today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So, Mark chapter 10. The Bible says, they came to Jericho. And Jesus and his disciples were leaving a city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, was, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Uh, the Bible says many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. 
So they called the so Jesus stopped and called to call him. So they called the blind man, cheer up on your feet, he's, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do? For you, Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Jesus said, your faith has healed you. Yeah. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. So here's what's going on. Jesus is having conversation with a, <laughs> with a beggar. This guy also happens to be blind. This man cannot see, but he can hear. He's a beggar. He cannot see, but he can hear. And so he hears that Jesus is passing by. He had some things going on in his life like many of us do. And he could have You're living on East Hastings, you're blind, and you're a beggar. I think actually that's the culture there for the most part. Maybe sometimes it's not literal blindness, but they're still blind. And they're still begging every day. And, 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 and this man who's blind, he hears Jesus is passing by. He couldn't see, but he heard that Jesus was passing by. So instead of being trapped by what limited him, instead of being trapped by what he didn't have, instead of being trapped by being in prison with the fact that he was that he was blind and he was a beggar. Instead of being boxed in by his circumstance, he used what he had that he could hear to change his situation. He used what he had to say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. It's really interesting because the, the, the Bible says uh, uh, he cries out and the community around him tells him to be quiet. He cries out. He's crying out for heaven's normal. But the community around him who have yet to understand heaven's normal, they're telling him to be quiet. He's crying out for his sons and daughters. I don't know. He's crying out for his miracle. He's crying out. He is crying out for heaven's normal. To be released. Let your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. He's crying out for that. But the crowd keeps telling him to be quiet. And the more they told him to be quiet, the louder he got. The more they said be quiet, the louder they, he got. Because he wasn't crying out for them. He was crying out 
for heaven's culture. He wasn't crying out. Uh, he, he, he wasn't prepared. He had determined in his heart, I will not bow to the pressure of the ungodly uh, 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 culture around me. I'm going to go after heaven's culture. He had purposed in his heart, I'm not going to bow to the fear that had had been brought about by coronavirus. I'm going to step out and I'm going to crown the king of kings. He cried out and the louder they told him to be quiet, the louder he cried out. Why? Because he was crying out to the only one who he knew could change his situation. And sometimes our life is influenced and marked by the people that we surround ourselves with. And sometimes the voices of our friends are louder than the voices of heaven and we end up in cycles instead of seasons. Here is the deal. There is no amount of sozo that's going to break that for you. You need to break out. And you need to get yourself some good friends. And you need to surround yourself with the culture of heaven. No amount of deliverance is going to do that for you. Your cry for heaven's culture has to be louder than the cry of the people around you who are telling you to retrieve and be afraid because of the coronavirus. Here's the deal. Jesus knew that we'll be living in this moment. And there's nothing here today that surprises the king of kings. The Alpha and the Omega. The beginning from the ending. The all-powerful, all-knowing God. Nothing surprises him today. Why are we so surprised by what's going on? To a point where it's crippling us and stopping us from releasing the change that only you can release. Nobody else can do that for you. Only you can release it. No one else will do that for you because you are fearfully and you are wonderfully made and orchestrated by the King of Kings. He made only you to complete the assignment that he gave you. And if, you're, and, and if you don't choose heavens, if you don't choose heaven's culture, that you will exit this world and some things you're supposed to do, you won't be able to do. The culture around us cannot, cannot affect the God in us. Come on. Come on. If the culture around you is affecting the God in you, then we need to have some conversation. You are the only one that can change your environment. Nobody else can do it for you. You are the one that he has called to change your city. You are the one that he has called to change your community. You are the one that's going to bring deliverance to your household. You are the one that he has called to contend for your family. You are the one. And that heaven gave you everything you needed to complete your assignment. How are we doing? Jesus is the answer to every problem 
that mankind will ever face. Is there anything too hard for God? This man cries out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He was choosing in his head to go after heaven's culture. He had to be louder than the culture around him that told him, dude, you go to a restaurant, you'll surely die because there's corona out there. And if you hug your friends, your grandma is going to die too because there's corona out there. Show me in the Bible. The culture of heaven, the king you represent, has to be louder than the noises around you. And sometimes you have to tune off the noises around you so you can hear the king of kings speak clearly concerning the situation. That is what it means to align yourself with heaven. Jesus asked him, what do you want? And this man was very honest. Oh, I'll see you again. And sometimes we just need to be honest with God. Because your breakthrough starts with understanding that I'm here, but I want to go up here. And if your breakthrough starts with understanding I'm here, and I got it mad. How can God help you? Some things are just common sense, right? We don't need to go pray and fast for that. If you need a breakthrough in your life, be honest. Tell God, this is where I'm at. It sucks today. I don't like my life today. But I know this, that there's no problem. There is no issue. There is no obstacle. There is no mountain that I'll ever face that you know the answer. You can provide an answer. You can make a way where there is no way. You can move every mountain on my behalf. You can fight on my behalf. You can release me anytime you feel like it. So I'm going to stay here. I'm going to contend. I'm going to shout because I want the culture of heaven to be released in my situation. You can't change the world if you're not changed. You have to be changed. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Jesus is the answer. For every problem that mankind will ever face. You guys believe that? I believe that. I've seen God's story in my life. Unleashed miracles in my life. I've seen God's story in your lives. I've heard some of your stories. I know how God has moved on your behalf. I know how God has broke through on your behalf. But sometimes we just allow the noise out there to come in. And then we forget. And God wants to remind you that you're from heaven.
That means the world doesn't change you. You change the world. You're from heaven. Your friends don't change you. You impact your friends. You're from heaven. Breakthrough is your bread of life. You're from heaven. Healing is your destiny and purpose. You're from heaven. You are to lend to the nations and not borrow. You are from heaven. You are from heaven. All the keys have been given for you. Every door that you knock on, God is going to happen. You open for you. You are from heaven. But you have to believe that you actually came from heaven and you arrived here with a mandate to change your environment. Second Samuel, we read that in the beginning. So what happens is David, as soon as uh, as soon as the Philistines hear that David has been anointed, they go after him. He hasn't even taken his position yet, but they're going after him. He's not even sitting on the throne, but they're going after him. Because at some times, when God is getting ready to elevate you, you go through some stuff. So if you're going through some stuff this morning and you don't know what's going on in your life and you feel like the world is, is coming down on you and everything is, is closing down, I want you to shout because the God in you will release victory for that situation. Because when God gets ready to promote you and when God gets ready to move you from level to level and when God gets ready to, to open the doors that no man can shut and when God, when he gets ready to make a way for you, sometimes that comes with opposition. That's why the Bible says don't be conformed to the patterns of this world. Be renewed. Be, be. You've got to learn to think like heaven. Jesus lives in you. The Holy Spirit lives in you. You are a new creature. You died. And he said, now that you're dead, I need to teach you how to live like me. I need to teach you how to walk like me. I need to teach you how to think like me. I need to teach you how to behave like me. I need to teach you how to honor like me. I need to teach you how to be kind like me. Those are really, really, really simple things, my friends. But that's what's going to change your life. Because God's story in your life is only as loud as you allow it to be. Because maybe everything stays the same and we don't get to see our communities impacted because God's story in our lives we have allowed to go dim because of the noise around us. It's time to change that. So David is anointed and they come after him 
uh, while they come to attack him, <laughs> as soon as they hear he has been anointed, he's not even taken position yet. Is it possible that they knew what David could do when he got in position? Is it possible that they remembered that with one slingshot he killed their giant? And what happens when you allow him to step into his purpose? Is it possible they were, that they were thinking, if we allow him to step into his purpose, he's going to destroy us? The Bible says that they came to the valley, spread out in the valley. We read that before, and formed a wall. David sees the, that they are do, David sees what they are doing. And here is what he does. He sees that they are coming and they are preparing to launch the attack. And David, let me just read that because that was really awesome. Say, so when the Philistines heard that, uh, uh, that David had been anointed king over Israel, they went up in full force to search for him. But David heard about it and went down to the stronghold. Now the Philistines had come and spread out in the valley of Raphaim. So David inquired of the Lord, shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you deliver me? In, will, you, will you deliver them into my hands? The Lord answered, go, for I will surely deliver the Philistines into your hands. So David went. And there he defeated, and he said, As the waters broke out, the Lord has broken out against my enemies before me. It says, <laughs> So David inquired of the Lord, and David went. Shall I attack them? He inquired of the Lord. He inquired of the Lord. So when trouble comes, this is what David does. He inquires of the Lord. When problem comes, David is found on his knees. He is inquiring of the Lord. When he is in areas where he doesn't know what to do or where to turn, David goes down. He inquires of the Lord. When, 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 the, when the army is coming after him, David goes down. He inquires of the Lord. He's not afraid of the virus. He's not afraid of the pandemic. He's not afraid of the army. He's not afraid of the Philistines. He's not afraid. He inquires of the Lord because he knows that God was able to deliver him. But here's the deal. He inquired of the Lord. And sometimes in our lives, and sometimes when we hit tough times in our lives, that we run ahead of God. We don't stop and take a moment and say, Jesus, what are you saying to me concerning this situation? What are you saying to me concerning this area of my life? David inquired of the Lord. Because David understood that even though he had defeated Goliath, even though with one slingshot he released and he killed the giant, 
He never got da- comfortable in his own abilities. He understood that was only possible because of heaven. So he went down. He went down to inquire of the Lord. This is the posture that releases the presence of God in your life. And this is the posture that releases the anointing of God on your life. And this is the posture that gives you strategy for this season. Because yesterday's strategy is not going to work today. But this is the posture that will release you to, do, to, to believe the God who's abundantly, uh, who can do abundantly, exceedingly. This is the posture that allows you to be able to call those things that are not as though they are. This is the posture that gives you the miracle of life in the name of Jesus. Here in this posture, you find breakthrough. In this posture, you find healing. In this posture, you find... Oh, God. He inquired of the Lord. He inquired of the Lord. Because he understood. Just because he took one slingshot yesterday, it doesn't mean that's what's going to take today. I need a new strategy for this season. And for every season in your life, that God will release a new strategy for you. And for every battle that you go through, it's never yesterday's strategy. God is going to give you a new word for the, for the season. God is going to give you a new strategy for the season because he is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. You cannot break out. You cannot break away. You're going to break through from your staff without God. Breakthrough is not determined by the strength in our hands. It is determined by our ability to inquire of the Lord and get a strategy for the season. Amen? Amen? Amen. 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 And so this is... <laughs> so <laughs> it doesn't matter where you are today or what you're going through. I have good news for you. But there's breakthrough for you today. There is healing for you today. The miracle of heaven. The miracle of Jesus. His story in your life is here for you today. Jesus is the answer for every problem that you will ever face. David asked two questions. Shall I fight? And if I do, will you deliver me? And God released the answer. And then, a little while later, the Philistines came back again. He defeated them. They ran off, left the idols. And when you keep reading scripture, a little while later, they come back again. And David again. He inquires of the Lord again. He takes the same posture and says, shall I pursue him? He did not presume, assume previous victory. He he did not confuse winning the battle with winning the war. I think that's the reason why when David... um, 
when he killed Goliath, Goliath is down, is dead, and David goes and takes Goliath's sword and chops off his head. Because David wanted to make sure that he won the war, not just the battle. And sometimes that's why we say, what's really going on for you? Because there are things in your life, there are things in my life that keep us in the same cycle every day. Because we went to Sozo and we assumed that the battle was won, but we never won the war. Your ability to win the war, God provided in community. So when they come again, God gives different strategy. He says this. Can I read this? He says, the Lord, God says, do not go, says, once more the fields came up and spread out in the valley. So David inquired of the Lord and he answered, do not go straight up, but circle around behind them and attack them in front of the poplar trees. As soon as you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the poplar trees, then it's your time to move. He says, I want you to wait until you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the poplar trees. When you hear that sound, then you need to move. He inquired of the Lord, and God said, I need you to wait until you hear the sound of the marching on the tops of the poplar trees. When you hear the sound, then I want you to move. Here's my question. What armies move on top of the trees? What armies move on top of the trees? He said, I want you to wait until you hear the sound on top of the poplar trees, when you hear the sound, that's an indication for you that you have released now to go and attack. Wait until you hear the sound of a marching on top of the poplar trees. What armies in the, United, in the U.S. march on top of the trees? What armies in Canada are able to march on top of the trees? He wasn't talking about the earthly army. He was talking about the heavenly army. And that's what happens when you collaborate with heaven and you take this posture and say, God, when shall I go? When shall I go? And God says, when you hear my army marching, then we are collaborating together. It's time for you to go. You will surely win when you collaborate with heaven. He still moves today. And he wants to call ever with you. He still heals today. And he wants to call ever with you. Captives are being set free. He wants to call ever with you. He's transforming cities and nations. Will you call ever with heaven? When 
we come together and take this posture and say, God, what next? And Jesus says, wait until you hear me release the sound in the spirit. Wait until you hear me release my army. And when you hear the army, we are going to do it together. That is why Je that's what Jesus meant when he said, I only do what I hear my Father in heaven do. That is what co-laboring with heaven looks like. It doesn't mean that you run and outrun God. Sometimes you need to just stay back and allow God to speak fast. Yeah. Always works out better when he speaks fast. Sometimes it's good to allow God to move fast. So that when you step in, you take the victory. And some of us need to allow God to lead us. And I feel like some of us need to take a posture like David did when he knew he's already anointed king. He didn't have to do it. He made an intentional, uh, <clears throat> he was intentional and purposeful in making sure that his life was always about inquiring of God. It's no wonder he became a man after God's own heart. He could be found in the secret place inquiring of the Lord. He didn't move unless God said, it's time to move. This is the posture that you need to take if you want to change your environment. That you allow God to go ahead of you. That you allow God to speak before you speak. Is there anything too hard for God? Is there anything too hard for God? There's an anointing this morning for you to receive your miracle. I don't know what brought you here today. And I don't know what you're going through today. And I don't know what area you need God to break through for you. But this morning I need you to receive your miracle by faith. Don't go the same way you came. There's an anointing in this room, not just for your healing, not just for your physical healing, but that God wants to touch your emotions. Because you have the mind of Christ, you can hear the voice of God. There's an anointing in this room today to allow you, and some of us for the very first time, to allow the God in us be loud enough to shift environments around us, to change culture around us, to impact and transform lives of people in front of us. An anointing in the room today for some of us to cut loose in areas that we've been stuck in seasons, in, in cycles we've been stuck in, in friendships that were supposed to end 20 years ago but we hang on to them. Is there anything too hard for God? Is there anything too hard for God? Do you believe 
that Jesus is the answer for every need that you have today? Do you believe that Jesus is the answer for every obstacle in your life today? Do you believe that every mountain can move when you arm yourself with the presence of God in this posture and release and allow God to release heaven from the inside out? Your environment changes. That God is healing emotions and God is healing relationships and God is healing marriages and God is healing our sons and daughters. And that God is in the house. The God of household salvation He's in the house today. Do you believe that your family can be saved? Is there anything too hard for God? If you're in need of a miracle, ministry team, I'm going to call, call you to the front. If you're in need of a miracle, I need you to reach out and come, get out of your seats, come out here now. Don't live the same way you came. Jesus wants to give you a miracle today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. There's a miracle today. Your miracle is here today. Grab your miracle. Take your miracle home with you today. Take it home with you today. Take your breakthrough with you today. Take it today. It's here for the taking. Reach out and snatch it. Take it home with you today. Your breakthrough is here today. Take it home with you today. If you, still, if you need healing, he still heals today. Take your healing. Receive your miracle. Receive your breakthrough in the name of Jesus.